1: good people good people good people it's 12:30 central time here in Texas we're in the SWBC studios and you are listening to the player's lounge i'm here with the ultimate survivor danny mcrae got his first immunity you know his first immunity idol last week on survivor so he's feeling good it's just me i'm just your average uh, box safety over Whoa. here so is that
3: a Burberry shirt
1: i, I don't know they ain't nothing I, 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 average, ain't nothing average it was about this it was a <laughs> yeah, gift <right>? to yourself <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know how the game works. I, you know work I, I had a rough week. I went and bought me some So Sometimes you <laughs> gotta do that.
1: So you gotta splurge on yourself. It's about making yourself happy. Sometimes. And speaking of being happy, it is a victory Friday. We were able to watch the game last night, and look. I'm just gonna dive straight into it. Let's get. Let's dive straight into the defensive side of the football, because to me, that was the most impressive part about this game. This defense showed up and showed out. So D Mac. I'm gonna give the floor to you. You, you were the man that said it from the beginning. Hire Dan Quinn. He's gonna turn his defense around. Top ten. I'm not so sure about the top ten, but you were ahead of the mark about hiring Dan Quinn. So I'll let you go ahead. I'll give you the floor. What did you think about this okay, defense listen, performance? Okay,
3: listen, listen. Let, let me ask you this before okay, we get into ahead. it. Okay, go top ten defense. This is this is what I say. We should at least do it to like half a meal. This, listen, listen, listen! This, this is why I say that. This is why I say that. Not you, with people, not a meal, a meal, half a meal, half, half a meal. Ha, half right. a, half a meal. Okay, <laughs> this is this what I'm saying. You, you are watching. You are watching this defense play. All right, hey, hey, yeah. Outside of like total yards, yeah. outside of total yards, would you agree that this defense? Outside of one to two games this season, mm-hmm. has looked like a top ten defense. Well, I wouldn't even say how, top five. If you didn't know how many yards they were giving us, some of them circ- under certain uh, circumstances. Mm-hmm. Even last night, you see this last touchdown. Empty calories. empty calories. <laughs> they they hold them like three hundred five or whatever, three fifty, and then all of a sudden they're had hundred five. Yeah, right, a off, empty calorie thing. game. Um, so I, I think I think because of that, it's going to be hard for us to get to like top ten because of just the yards given mm-hmm. up. But the way this the team is playing turnovers, stops on third down, not giving up scores. Like, we give up a big play every once in a while, and mm-hmm. that just started happening uh, in, these, in these recent in the games. past couple games, But yeah. when I talk about when you see our defense plays better based off how our offense plays. Now, offense didn't have a great game last mm-hmm. night, but our defense played from ahead. And when we are able to do that, our pass rush and the way that we're able to get our eyes on the ball mm-hmm. and, and read the quarterback and make those plays, we're almost unstoppable. Yeah. I get Which that. is the issue, right? Because you see, you have a Michael Parsons. What he has? Ten, ten sacks ten now. Sacks now. He got ten sacks now. Yeah, ten sacks now. You see, you see, guy. Uh, tank came back, mm-hmm. and for his first game back in ten man, games, man looked good. He did. I'll say that. He did. Dbs look. Anthony Brown bounce back game. Came Huge. back. Huge. Played a played a good game. Trayvon did should have had three picks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he <laughs> was all over the place as well. Should have had three picks. Um, cat, curse. Hmm. Can we talk about curse? Yeah, we we could go ahead, man. man got to like. When you talk about somebody maximizing their opportunity, Mm. because he came in as a guy where you're like, it's a one-year deal. We're Mm -hmm. not really sure. We'll see how he plays. This dude is looking like a bona fide star in the league. uh, Dan Quinn is putting him in position around the line of scrimmage to make those plays. You see him rushing every once in a while. He's Mm -hmm. holding the edge. He's making tackles in the backfield. He's balling. Overall, Dan Quinn has the pulse on this defense, and the pulse is, we are rolling. They are. Neville Gallimore coming back. Mm. Randy Gregory coming Mm. back. Mm. One more time for the people in the back, man. One (laughs) more time. Neville Gallimore coming Mm. back. Randy Gregory coming back. Mm. If you get a chance to get this offense back to rolling how they were before, and we're playing a Head just by a touchdown, just by 10 points, I think that we will be unstoppable on defense. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that leakage that we get in the run game, which we 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 gotta try to find a way yeah. to fix it. I think I think Neville and, and Randy will, will help us when we get to that point. But outside of that, you clean up a couple big plays, and this defense is stout. Yeah. So I'm I'm like really really happy and impressed with what Dan Quinn has been able to do and also the players buying in and being able to uh, up their game since Dan Quinn has been here as well.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with you 100% on that one, all right? I mean, look, Dan Quinn has come in here and he's definitely shifted the mold, or he gave him this this winning mentality. Whatever the case may be, he's got this defense flying on all cylinders. You just mentioned Curse, who was supposed to come in here, and I thought, like a majority of the people, you know, he's going to come in here, contribute on special teams. He might play a little bit in a dime package or something like that. But his overall career, you're looking at it like, okay, this guy, he can't be the guy. But he has come in here, and it started from training camp. This guy started in training camp. He became that leader, that vocal leader. As we see, he has the green dot on his helmet. Mm-hmm. So he's the guy out there making all the calls, getting everybody adjusted. And if you look at it, that pregame huddle, if you look at it when they're all getting done stretching and everybody's coming to hype and everything up, Who's in the middle of that circle? It's Javon Kurt. This guy is in there, or J-Ron, I'm sorry, J-Ron He's in there hyping these guys up. So not only is he a lead-by-example guy, but he's a vocal leader as well. And that's what this defense needs. And overall, getting back to the Saints game, this defense was extremely impressive to me. I mean, just to be able to get after the quarterback. Like you mentioned, Demarcus Lawrence coming back from a 10-game injury prone or injury injury was out for 10 games for the injury. He came back, and he, looked like he didn't miss a step. The almost guy was out there, almost bumbles. got him a sack off the edge rolling. Of course, Parsons was balling. We're going to talk about him a little bit later, but this defense bottled up this Saints attack. Now, granted, you know, the Saints was hurting a little bit. You know, their team is hurting. You know, they got Taysom Hill in, the, in that quarterback and I fought for from the beginning. I thought you know, going into this game, that Cowboys defense would be able to take advantage of Taysom Hill. I mean, this is a guy who's only thrown eight passes so far this season, so I thought we'd be able to take advantage of him. I knew he was going to be you know, good running, because this guy's a load. I mean, he about 245, so wildcat. wildcat. He's back there like basically a running back, and he got speed. The guy has some juice, so he ran over 100, so that's one thing the Cowboys have got to get better is that run defense, in my opinion, because when you go against teams, once you get to the playoffs that can run the ball well, as well as have a good quarterback, it might cause a little bit dilemma, but last week, or last night, Um, They did a great job on Taysom Hill as far as throwing the football. They intercepted him four times. And to me, uh, the most important part about that interceptions, They were able to turn those interceptions into points, right. whether it's them taking the ball back or getting the <laughs> offense in great position. So, I mean, to me, this defense played lights out, and you can't say enough about Dan Quinn and what he's been able to do for this defense, and then substituting in for Mark McCarthy, who had COVID. He came in there, oversaw the entire the scheme of everything. He didn't let the moment get too big for him, and he went out there, and they did what they were supposed to do. Defensively, they dominated a team that they knew they had the upper hand on. They had the better talent. They had the better individuals, and they did what they had to do. Now, offensively, we'll get into it a little bit, but we got to make sure we get this thing rolling a little bit because we, right now the defense is not the reason this Cowboys team is is lackluster in games they should be
3: blowing people out. Yeah, and and, and the truth is the defense have had, has had more good games than yeah. the offense has. I would agree with <laughs> that. Is, I would agree. Is, if At the beginning of the season, you would have came in here and said, hey, man, if the defense is going to hold our offense up. Majority of the time, right? Mm-hmm. You'll be like, oh man, yeah, y'all crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's what crazy I, for sure. But at this point, you're looking at the defense to have to play a certain way in order for our offense to get back on track because, like you said, we, we're dealing with injuries, we're trying to figure out the offensive line, we're dealing with an injury from Zeke. So they're looking at the defense, and Dan Quinn has these guys ready saying, hey man, that's why you hear it's so a guy like Curse come out and say, uh, against uh, Kansas City, mm-hmm. well, we hold them to eight, then we win, yeah. right? You know what type of belief in your coach, in your system, and your players you (laughs) You have to have have to say, hey, man, I don't want to hear nothing about the offense, all right? If we hold these dudes to eight points, they score less than we do, then we win the game. And Mm -hmm. I believe we can go out there and do that against anybody. That is the ultimate confidence in what you're doing over there. And they got the right to believe so because go out last night and get four picks. Trayvon Digs gets eight. He's trying to keep up yeah. with, uh, with Micah Parsons he is, now. He is. And everybody's like, nah, you got one. I need one. Give me that. Give me that. <laughs> right? And he, they did exactly what they are supposed to do against a guy who is not a proven passer. Mm-hmm. And what you're supposed to do is go out there, handle your business. If you play how you know you can play, that's how the game should end up for you. Mm-hmm. Trash yards? Yeah. I just wish we could fix it. And that's all, that's my own selfish thing because I'm just like, I want us to be top ten in yards. Deserve they deserve to be in the top ten. Um but nobody can look at this defense and say, "Hey man, uh w- w- they're not playing like yeah. a top 10, like one of the top tier defenses." That's why you see when the pro football whatever comes out, they're they're number 5, yeah. they might be number 6 cuz they're watching the, they're watching the game and they're able to see exactly what's going on. Just like last night you say, "All right, yeah, Dallas actually ran the ball okay. They had 100 what, 46 mm-hmm. yards." We didn't. No, you didn't. You <laughs> take away that one run from 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 Pollitt, which
1: I'm thankful, Pollock, because I got you in fantasy. But he take away that one run. It was 22 carries for 57 yards, yeah. and that's just that's just not going to work offensively. But back on the defensive side, does it worry you a little bit that if we don't get takeaways? that we'll have what it takes to beat a playoff team. Like, I'm not worried about these next five games. We got the division for four of them, and then we got Arizona, which will be a tough contest. But I'm not worried about that. But once we get to the playoffs, do you, does, does it make you nervous a little bit that we have to take the ball away four times in order to get this victory? Or do you think this offense will – continue to get into shape and eventually round into the offense that we thought they would be.
3: Yeah, uh, listen, if, if the offense doesn't pick it up, I don't think we have a shot. Uh you yeah. can go back to week one yeah. against Tampa. We get four, we get four takeaways, we lose the game. Yeah. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers has only thrown four <laughs> the entire season, you know. <laughs> the season. Uh Kyler Murray is also taking care of the ball. I think the only way you, you can turn him over is if he's running it and mm-hmm. then also you get a sack force fumble. So you got quarterbacks who you're gonna face who are able to take care of the ball. So mm-hmm. the offense needs to get on track so we have those opportunities because what we also saw was against Denver. If we're playing from behind, those opportunities to take the ball away, they aren't they there. They're gone. they gone. <laughs> They're just there. running that thing. Right? So you have to be able to play complimentary football. And so far, we haven't been able to since the bye week. I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. with the offense, um, but hopefully we get that back on track so the defense can play how how we expect them to play. Pin your ears back, mm-hmm. earn the right to rush on third down, and you got a guy with 10 sacks. Then you got uh, Randy Gregory, who we know can get pressure on the passer. Yeah, you know he You got Tank Lawrence, who we know can get pressure on the passer. Then you're also rushing a guy like Kirsch person, a guy mm. like uh, Jordan Lewis, like you, you have ways to manufacture this stuff. But if you're are, if you're not able to stop the run or play from ahead, then all that is null and void. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that just got me thinking a little bit of you know, once we get everybody healthy,
1: you know, the Randy Gregory's come back, Neville Gallimore. Just think of the package defensively we could put out there on third down. Like, just a NASCAR package. We got You can put Parsons on one edge, Randy Gregory on the other. You can kick D-Law on the inside and put the uh, uh, Dorrance Armstrong in there, call it some type of a NASCAR package or whatever it may be. But we got an opportunity defensively to do some damage um, once we get to these playoffs. Now, Our matchup, if everything stays the same, everything stays the same, you know, Tampa wins their division, we win ours, you know, Green Bay wins theirs, and let's just say, you know, Arizona wins the West. Our matchup in that first round could possibly be the L.A. Rams. It could possibly be the L.A. Rams, and we know what they have over there as far as firepower offensively. So that could be a game that if we don't get, you know, this offense going in the right direction... It could get a little sticky for me, and I, you know, I don't want to say one and done, but uh, I'm kind of nervous listen, about that listen.
3: one. Listen, and, and you know, because I, I got to step up for our defense. Okay, if we moving on to possibly playing LA, if we do, we, if everything shakes out, they having the same issues that we have yeah. <laughs> offensively. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, they, they, have no, they, have, they, have, they have no idea where to go, where to turn. They have not looked like the same offensive team. Matthew Stafford has been turning the ball over. Yeah, I've seen pick. He's he's my yes. starting quarterback in fantasy, so I pay a little <laughs> bit of extra attention to him. Okay, they're not they, they haven't found it yet. They lost it. Uh, uh, they're realizing that, that 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 loss of Robert Woods, just like like we are realizing that loss of Amari Cooper is, is bigger than we thought it was. Yeah, it's not it was. that next guy just step in and get mm-hmm. the thing rolling. Um, so their defense is, is, is feeling the same. Okay. They're not able to, to get that pass rush. You got Von Miller. You got Aaron Donald. Yep. But those guys aren't able to pin their ears back and rush the passer because they haven't been able to get anything rolling on offense I to threaten the defense, um, the other offense, to have to score those points and move the ball like that. Mm-hmm. So we're going through the same thing. So right now, as of today, I think we'd be okay. All I think right. we'd be okay. Two struggling offenses against two good defenses. That that'd be one of that like it's the game like the game we played last time.
1: Yeah, it'll be <laughs> definitely be a toss up on that one. And real quick, I know we about to just get into our break here in a little bit, but I gotta discuss this guy before we get off of this subject. Well, we'll talk about Michael in a little bit in the next segment, but D'Law, this guy. You know, he came back, 10 game hiatus. 10 game hiatus. He comes back, first game in a long time against a New Orleans team. How did you think he performed out there?
3: Listen, as you know, I expected D. Law to come out and, and play well. Yeah. Um, I said if he's healthy and and he's able to move how he normally moves when he's actually 100 percent healthy, which we don't, we haven't seen often, Not right? We haven't seen in a while. Then I think he's gonna uh, have a huge impact on the game. Um, this is his first game back. We saw him move really well. He looked healthy. He brought a different intensity to that left side of the defensive line. All right, he was right. rushing. He was coming off the ball. You see him line up over the uh, the three technique. You see him. I mean, over the guard. You see him line up. Out outside i think they were getting them back into the game mm-hmm. and he made some plays out there right yeah he, he, he made did. me nervous one he, he come across the field he he makes the tackle on the guy he catches a a, a mm. knee to the to the helmet right i'm the like top. oh no come on and he gets back in the game i'm like yes right. he's rolling so i was really impressed with what he was able to do with with coming back after such a long time off.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, 10 games off, I thought for sure the guy was going to be gassed. I'm like, he's going to go out there, have a couple good plays, and then be like, I'm tapping out. But you can see out there, it was like they had to hold him from coming back in the game. I mean, the guy was like, look, I don't snap count, all that pitch count, I don't want to hear nothing about that. I haven't been a part of this team in 10 games, and I'm looking to put my – impact on this game. And I think he did a good job of that. You know, I don't think anybody along that defensive line plays the run as well as D-Law did. And you saw that last night. He was able to get in there from his defensive end position and shut things down when they're talking about the running back. Now, Taysom Hill, that's that's another story. But D-Law, I think he did a good job. Came in there. He almost, like you said, he almost forced a fumble out there. Came through. His pass rush is getting better. And this is a guy that's missed 10 games. This is his first game back. And to me, it didn't (laughs) even look like he missed a step. So I'm excited for what I've seen with D-Law. This defense right now, the sky can be the limit. If they continue to take the football away like this, that's a that's a winning formula right there. If you can get the ball back to your offense, and let's just say our offense gets back in this shape and what they've been doing and what they're best at is scoring points. If you can take the ball away and get it back
3: to them on a regular basis, I think the sky's the limit for this Wait, team. Hold on, I think the one, the one thing that's scary about D. Law is this. Okay. Give him the same time that everybody is else everybody else has had with Dan Quinn mm-hmm. to elevate his okay. game. All right. Okay. He had one game, he came out, forced fumble, then he's been out. Yep. Give him the same opportunity to Trayvon Diggs and Jordan Lewis and Kurtz And all those guys have had to elevate their game okay. like uh playing under Dan Quinn. Give mm-hmm. get, get D Law that time and I think you gonna see something special. You forgot one person. Micah Parsons. Sorry, sorry, but, sorry. Well, he didn't elevate his game yeah, because he, he was, wasn't just, here he was last just like year. that. Okay. He was All right, year, so. I'll give you that. You know, speaking
1: of Micah Parsons, we're going to dive into this guy and how explosive he has been so far in this rookie season. When we get back from break, this is the Players Lounge. We're in the SWBC studios brought to you by Hotels.com. We'll see you after the break.
2: At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.
0: It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
2: Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go? <laughs> And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar & Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back. Back to the
1: Players' Lounge. Welcome, Gat. good people. We're here in the SWBC studios. I'm here once again with the ultimate survivor, Danny McCray, you, You're top six right now. Huh? Still, six yeah,
3: still kicking. Only six left. Only six left.
1: Still, that's still, hey, still a hell of a performance still, right there, <laughs> man. Hey, <laughs> top six. He's doing it, man. I'm
3: glad I wasn't first. Yeah, that, that's true. If you <laughs> were the first, hey,
1: you would have never heard the end of it. I'll tell you that right now. It's Sound just good now. It, yeah, you good. you good. You made it to the top ten. So, you know, hey, I got to give you props on that. I got to give you props on that. It's just me, your average box safety over here. So... <laughs> Look, we're going to dive, before we dive into this offense, because we got to have a whole segment you know, dedicated to this offense. When we did the defense earlier, we got to have a whole segment to the offense. But before we dive into that, we have got to take a look and give this man his flowers, Micah Parsons. I mean, look, this dude is playing at an all-pro level right now. I said it earlier in the year. I don't know if I've seen a rookie outside of maybe Dez Bryant to have this big of an impact for a team. And I would even say it's a bigger impact because this team is winning right now. You know, rookie year, we were 6-10. Even though that guy was balling, we were still 6-10. But Micah Parsons, he's playing on another level right now. And it doesn't matter – where you put him. You could put him at the DN spot, linebacker, you put him at the D-tackle, nose guard, it doesn't matter. He seems to be able to make an impact wherever the case may be. We saw him go out there and get a sack. His closing speed is amazing. That's what, 10? 10 yes. on the year right now? I 10. mean, this guy has 10 sacks on a year right now. We also saw on that J. Ron curse interception, we seen him carrying a wide receiver <laughs> up the <laughs> seams. Like I, I don't think people understand how difficult that is, because even for a defensive back to carry a wide receiver on a wheel route, that's tough, especially a guy like Kenny Stills who can run but Michael Parsons was there step for step broke the pass up led to a J-Ron curse interception this guy is balling on another level and like I said I just don't know if I've seen an impact man like this before D-Mac what are your thoughts on the young man I'll
3: tell you when I watch Michael Parsons play I'll tell you the, the, what I used to hear from coaches all the time basketball coaches say hey man you can't coach height yeah. football <laughs> coaches say hey man you can't coach speed can't coach speed and yeah. when you watch the guy like on the boot right you mm-hmm. think that you're going to slow him down a little bit on the boot and then Taysom Hill comes around the corner and he's like oh man this dude in my face already the mm-hmm. closing speed that this dude has Unreal. is amazing Unreal. it is DB closing speed yeah, defensive backs so. have closing speed like this when they're trying to track a ball now Deion Sanders had closing speed like this yeah, unbelievable. He, would, he would make you believe that it's your head up and then when they <laughs> throw the ball he go get it oh, Michael Parsons is that guy yeah, is. from the linebacker position playing great another sack five tackles mm. I mean it, and that doesn't even account for all the pressures all the confusion that he that he uh that he causes on the defense because now offensive coordinators have to really plan for him specifically they, they say look at the defense they say who who do we have to plan for <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? And you got a big 11. So when they're at practice, and when the Saints are at practice, on their scout team, somebody has the 11 jersey on. You got to. It's highlighted. Right? It's highlighted. So, nah, he's playing amazing man. And I think at this rate, he could end up with 15 or 16 sacks. Easily. And there's no longer – Defensive rookie of the year. Oh yeah, that's a given. Put it in this trophy case already. It's over with. You're up now for defensive player of the Mm. year, and your team is going for the suit, going for a a playoff run, right? Mm. Playing for the Cowboys, you're gonna be seen all the time, -time and you just continue to keep rolling, right? Because we know there's such thing called the rookie wall. Oh yeah, pretty much everybody's hit it. My man is in week 13. He ain't hitting that wall. <laughs> and, he ain't and, hitting that and, wall. And, and he is doing just fine. So shout out to him. The dude's playing amazing. I, and, and you know, when I when I see him, and I told you that I saw Sean Lee up, and Sean mm-hmm. Lee told me he's the be- best stack linebacker that he's ever seen coming out of college and being able to do what he's done. And I've just, and I just, I'm like, dang, Sean, you was like two years late. That's it. Imagine a Sean Lee mm. next to a Michael Parsons. You, t- you, you kidding me? You got Sean Lee, who's basically
1: would have been an extension of the coaching staff out there. He would have been able to, hey, Parsons, you go there, you go there. And then you got the athletic ability and explosiveness of Parsons out there. That would have been a magical combination. But look, at, th- I mean, this guy, it don't matter where you put him. It doesn't matter where you put him. He Defensive end, nose tackle, coach, go get the quarterback. I got you, coach. And he's going to make the play. And what's most impressive to me is it seems like the moment is never too big for this guy. The bright lights, prime time, it don't matter what. Type of game, and you could be in the street somewhere. He's gonna give you a hundred percent. He's gonna make plays. I mean, this guy is a bona fide playmaker. And look, I I didn't see it. You know, when I, when we missed out on Sertan, <laughs> we missed out on J. C. Moore. Oh. I'm like,
3: man, I don't know. I don't know about what what's this guy gonna do. But y'all man. hear this? Y'all hear this, right? Let's because because you and Nui sit there talking about, oh, but look what Mike is doing. I was like, yeah, but on the day of, yeah, I didn't, I, the, yes. I didn't on, call it on the day of. Yeah. You, there's no way in your like they. They could say they knew that he was going to play well. Mm-hmm. We drafted a lot of linebackers, all right. Mm-hmm. They, who they who, who played well, but not like and this. <laughs> not not a team in the league expected Michael Parsons to be able to play this well. No. If we go back and do a redraft, he's going.
1: He might be open one number one overall. I mean, the, the way this guy is doing things. I mean, it's and to be a rookie and a guy that didn't even play football last year because of the COVID situation, opted out. For him to come in here and still be able to play the way he's playing, I mean, it's remarkable. It's It's
3: remarkable. It's because of his weird uncle. That's that's what it is. Everybody (laughs) said Dan Quinn's like that weird uncle that everybody likes. Everybody likes. He's a mad genius. Listen, listen. In any other scheme, I'm sure Michael Parsons would still be great. Yeah. Dan Quinn knows exactly what to do with this guy. He does. Which is is amazing. So real real quick, before we get
1: on the offensive side of things – where do you put him going forward? Because you know Randy Gregory's coming back soon. He seems to be able to ball out and have a bigger impact on the defensive line, but he makes great plays at the linebacker as well. And when you already have Tank Lawrence and Gregory there, do you push him back to that linebacker spot, or you say, you know what, this guy's causing too much havoc? I
3: gotta keep him on the D line. Go ahead and get after that quarterback. Oh, you, you play him at linebacker, okay? And then, and, and most of the time, you are rushing five. Yeah, you add <laughs> on to okay. Or, right. or, or, or if you want to, you move uh, Randy in, or you move, or you move D Law in, mm-hmm. you move Micah up, mm-hmm. uh, roll up uh, another another safety. Yeah, <laughs> right. It, it like, occurs. you got many options, and that's mm-hmm. what's great about what Michael Parsons can do because the defense can't plan for where he's gonna be at. Yeah. Right. Okay. The best. The best. Thing that you have now is the mystery of, like, where is 11, right? And as long as the offense can't determine or dictate that – then you have the advantage with this guy.
1: Yeah, you you you're right. You got the advantage with this guy, but overall, man, this guy's playing amazing. And man, look, rookie of the year, that's, that's so new. We're talking about defensive player of the year now, and the Cowboys got two people in that category. I mean, you got Diggs and you got Michael Parsons. I mean, I I didn't see it coming into this to this year. You know, I knew we got Dan Quinn and all this stuff. I didn't see it. I give kudos to you because you did see it.
3: Nostradamus. Before, before Ed, Nostradamus McRae out Nostradamus. here. Because you saw it, man. I'll
1: give you credit. You, you said before they even thought about hiring uh, Dan Quinn on you know before he was, was still working with he the was Falcons. still working he was like hey, hey, I don't know if this guy's gonna be available but if he is we gotta grab him and I gave him, man, I don't know this dude <laughs> gave up twenty eight to three lead I don't know anything about but you was right so I'll give you the notion Shadamas McCray for now and see we'll see what happens with that top ten but right now you're looking right you're looking right well now looks like we gotta dig into this offense a little bit um they, it wasn't that you know they played terrible like it wasn't like they were just god awful out there. They put up some points and they made enough plays to win the game, but if you look at how this offense was playing early on in the season, you would have thought this was going to be one of the one of the miracles on turf, looking like 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 the the 99 Rams or something yeah. like that. They had that potential going into the season. Now we had a couple injuries, we missed Tyron Smith for a little bit, but those guys are back right now. We got the offensive line communicating well out there and they still they still, the offense just, it just seems like it's stagnant. They can't get one thing going. If it's if it's the pass that's doing well, the running game stopped. If the running game's doing well, we can't seem to pass the ball. We haven't had one of those complete games, like you said, since Atlanta, since we were able to blow out Atlanta. So to me, I, I got to know your thoughts, McCray. What did you think of the offense in yesterday's game?
3: Yeah, you know, I, I think I've been talking about this for a while, and it's and it's, and it's the run game, all right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think at the beginning of the season, you have to you have to put it in your mind and get that mindset of like we're going to establish the run mm-hmm. going into these games, mm-hmm. and then when you go into the first game and you just Automatically just shy away from it because of what a team has already done. Mm-hmm. You are you are already setting the tone for what you're going to do for the rest of the season, exactly. right? You're letting the defense dictate to you how you're going to play the game, mm-hmm. right? So you don't run the, you don't run the ball in the first couple games, all right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's like Zeke had a good game here, good game there. Zeke has not been having the Zeke type of games that we expect them to have. I would agree, but now you have to say it's a good game because we're a passing team, right? Mm-hmm. He gets 90 yards. You're like, oh yeah, Zeke. Like, he, had a, not, he had a solid game. It's right? not a good game <laughs> for, <laughs> <laughs> for Zeke. Not not not. A to the, to, to the standard that we're usually seeing, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a good game for everybody else. But when I see Zeke and the Zeke that I know that he can be, especially when you say that he came in at training camp, he was slimmer. They're going to try to keep him more healthy. They're going to give him the rock. Mm-hmm. 90 yards, I, I know Zeke can rest for 150. I know he could be up there at the top echelon of those guys that are playing running back. So we don't establish the run. We hadn't been a running team. And now all of a sudden, the quarterback goes down, people start getting hurt. Now you want to become a running team. Yeah. It don't work like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> work like that. So, now you see us now trying to trying to force it, right? Force mm-hmm. it a little bit. And then every time you get a negative, it's like, oh, this is why we didn't run the ball. Right. We gotta get right nah, 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 now we behind. I'm mm-hmm. like, you ain't the only team who's been hit with a negative two or been on second to ten. <laughs> <laughs> I was second to ten and you getting stuffed in the run. is the same second to ten when you throw that deep ball on first down mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're second to ten. And now the, the defense is dictated to you like, oh, yeah, now you got two downs to get ten. So yeah. we know you're going to run it. Mm-hmm. We run so many boots. We run so many quick plays. Now we worked them middle and I'm like, has has he been figured out? Has he been figured out? Mm. Has, been figured out? Kellen has Kellen Moore yeah. been figured out? Yeah, it could be. This is a this is a long stretch of deep of defenses looking like they know yeah, it ain't what like it's just a doing. one or two thing here. Just <laughs> going on a like, three-game run now. Even even the catches for, for scores or first downs, they are very, very tough catches. Yeah, everything's <laughs> like, contested. Everything. Yeah. And, it, and before it was like, okay, there's a catch, and
1: he's gonna run for about 10, 15 yards. <laughs> he's gonna get that explosiveness. But now you're seeing it's like these defenses, they're all they're right on the hip pocket. Now, granted, we've played a, a you know, a couple good def- or a couple better defenses than we did earlier in the season, but I just don't I don't know if it's more of Kellen Moore not being as creative as he was earlier in the season, or like if you said, people have kind of figured this guy out and knows his tendencies and knows where he loves to go with the ball. But to me, if the if the intermediate or the deep ball is not working, like if, if you know what, we can't get the run game going because the Saints, they stacked the box. They were like, you know what, we are going to make you one-dimensional We're going to stop this runs, And they did a good job of it. Outside of that Tony Pollard 57-yard run, they did a good job of it. And they made this team one-dimensional. But even making this Cowboys team one-dimensional, you would think, with those trio of wide receivers, with, with Schultz in there, with Dak Prescott at the quarterback position, you would think they would still be able to move the ball. And that just wasn't the case. Now, I would love for them to see, for them to implement more of that screen game. We saw the bubble screens to, to, to CeeDee Lamb and what he's able to do when he gets the ball in his hands. I would love to, for us to see some of that, but just dropping back and trying to hit these intermediate digs or these deep balls. I just don't see that being consistent. You know, I always think that this offense is at its best. It's at its peak powers. It's at, you know, the, the magnitude of all offenses. When they have a balanced attack, when you don't know what they're going to hit you with, you got to pick your poison. Do we hit you with this run or do we hit you with this pass? And when defense makes uh, when defenses make us one-dimensional, it kind of bogs us down and we get to that stagnant offense that we seen last night. Give,
3: give me a top five team that is not successful, successful running the ball. Yeah. Na- name, can the Packers run the ball? The only one I can think of <laughs> is maybe the Chiefs. That's it. They're not a top-five team. Yeah, they're not a top-five <laughs> team right they now. They scored yeah. 19 on us. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. they were just struggling. Yeah. When you look at look at Leonard Fournette, the He's second ball. coming of Leonard Fournette in college, right? All yeah. of a sudden, he got four touchdowns last week. Four Teddy Fournette. 100 yards rushing, 40 yards catching. Tampa can run the ball. They mm-hmm. Situationally, they know when it comes down to it, they're able to run the ball. Look it. at New England. They can run the ball. Mm-hmm. Look at uh, Lamar Jackson. You, you, you have to be able to like if you can't run the ball with these teams who can play defense, mm-hmm. and they once once they make you one dimensional, you look the way that we looked over the uh, past few weeks then you're going to be in trouble. Like, now is the time to like, hey, man, we need to go back to the lab. Mm-hmm. Figure out what it is, what type of runs work for us, right? Obviously, you can't just run power and counter because it's yeah. not working. This ain't so, 2016. Yeah. You ain't going to be able to line up and go. You got to have something so, to do. So, so, find out what runs work good for Tony Pollard. Okay. Find out what runs uh, work good for Zeke at this point, especially with a hurt Zeke. You need mm-hmm. to find out what, what, what he's able to do if you're not going to rest him. And then keep hammering that, yeah. man. Keep hammering that because – the likelihood of you making the playoffs is really high. Yeah. But the likelihood of you going out in the first round, if you're not able to establish the run against the team, mm-hmm. if, if, if the passing well. game is not working, is really, really yeah. high. Yeah. All right? So I think it's time to get there. All yeah. right? uh, and if we don't, we can talk about Keller Moore and all the offensive creativity and all that stuff. But it's going to look just how it's looked in the last few weeks. I would have to agree with you on that one. I mean, look,
1: this team, they have to get back to the run. And they got 10 days. They got 10 days to figure out, get back in the lab, get these guys some rest. And speaking about rest and Zeke and Tony Pollard, in your opinion – Should the Cowboys have – I mean, it's too late now, but should the Cowboys have rested that Zeke? Because in that game last night, I mean, you and me both, we watched it. It looked like the man was laboring. It looked like he had a a big old truck tied to the back of his back, and he just seemed to couldn't get out of second gear. And he was hobbled a little bit, limping here and there. You could see he was just, you know, on his face, everything, his demeanor. It just wasn't the Zeke that we were used to seeing. Usually we see this guy three yards in a cloud of dust, and by the time the fourth quarter's going around, he's getting up out the pile talking about, feed me, feed me. You just didn't see that, you know, last night. So, to me, I want to ask you the question. Is it – it's too late now, but should they have rested him a little bit and gave him those two weeks? Because now we get 10 days off in between this Thursday and the following Sunday uh, game against the Washington Reds or the Washington football team. Should they have rested
3: him? I'll I say this. So, I don't know the total breakdown on how many runs he had in the first half, mm-hmm. how many runs he had in the second. But if you weren't going to make him a focal point of the offense, you should have rested you him. All been. right? Because, my like, I don't know enough about the injury, but I'm sure that Britt and, and, and Jim and, and G and all those guys, they got a, a, a better idea of, like, what's going on with him, mm-hmm. what he's able to do and what he's not. But what we do know about injuries is yep. if you go out uh, in pregame and you get warm and you're feeling good, right? <laughs> And then all of a sudden you don't do anything for a while. You're not running the ball. You're not really having to use use that burst to get all that mm-hmm. stuff. Then you get stiff. Mm. You look how Zeke looked when he turned that corner in the second Ooh, half. That's all the that. Side, that right? that's, a, that, that, that's when the injury gets stiff. That's when it's cold outside and mm-hmm. all those old injuries start hurting. That's what Zeke looked like at the end of the game, right? Yeah. And you can expect that when when you're coming out of halftime, you try to got to get a guy warm. But if you're not gonna make him a focal point, then yeah, let let Tony Pollard get in there and get the oh, get those 12 carries, 13 yep. carries, and then rest Zeke. Yep. Um, I think that's where it makes sense. But if if the assumption was, hey, we're we're gonna focus on running the ball, like we've heard Jerry Jones say, mm-hmm. like we heard Mike McCarthy say, then yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess they went with the right decision of, of of trying to get him going. But we we never saw him get going. Yeah, you're right about that. And r- Real
1: quick, before we take our second break, real quick, Tony Pollard to Zeke, who needs to get more carries going
3: forward. If if Zeke is hobbled like that, Mm -hmm. I I think it's – you're going to have it's going to have to be more even. So okay. so Zeke got double of what Tony Pollard got. I think it's going to have to be more even. More of a 50-50 uh, thing. And that's only because we need a healthy Zeke. Okay. Like I said cuz our running game is Tony Pollard is great. Mm-hmm. He's he's also a change up. Yeah. <laughs> All right? yeah. We need somebody with the power running game who can go in there and punish those guys, open the open the lanes up for Tony Pollard because last night we saw it. What happens? If, 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 if if it's not if if Zeke is not Zeke, mm-hmm. then t- those Tony Paula runs, sometimes they don't go as can't long. Yeah, they might okay. be a splash play, but you can't depend on that uh, You know, every game. All right, well,
1: look, we're going to take our last break here. This is uh, the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. We're in the SWBC Studios. We will see you when we get back.
2: Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go.
3: So AT&T is giving everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones.
1: AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. We are back in this SWBC Studios. This is the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. Once again, I'm here with the ultimate survivor. You heard it right. Top 10, (laughs) top 6. He is in there. Top 6, baby. Top Top 6, baby. Danny McCray, the ultimate survivor. It's your boy, just the average box safety. So here we go, man. Look, the whole offense, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. One person in particular stuck out to me and that was C D Lamb. This guy continues to just put game after game together where he's balling. And like no matter how you get him the ball, whether it's screens, whether it's deep passes, whether it's intermediate routes, this guy is getting the ball, he's catching it, and he's making the most of his opportunities. So I ask you, D Mac, Danny McCray, yes. ultimate survivor. <laughs> has C D Lamb rose to that number one position above Amari Cooper
3: on the wide receiver pecking scale. So listen, this is what I said at the beginning of the year. Uh, I was hearing all the rumbles of what CeeDee Lamb was doing with Amari Cooper out during training camp. Yeah, the guy looked amazing. I even heard people compare it to Des Bryant mm. with some of the stuff that he some of the catches that he was making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you see a flash of it on hard knocks, you're like, oh man, this dude is this dude is is serious, mm-hmm. right? So I'm sitting, I'm looking at my head, I say, you know what, if you can compare this guy to Des Bryant and he's making those type of catches on the fade routes, because Amari Cooper can can do it, but mm-hmm. that's not his game. That's not it. All right. Nah, nah, nah. Then you also add what CD. Lamb can do coming out of the backfield, running jet sweeps. Every time we've seen Amari Cooper try to get one of those, it doesn't usually nah, work. He ain't going down <laughs> <Right>? quick. <laughs> when you see, see cd Lamb get it, in your mind you're like, oh man, this, this could this could Got go potential. house right here, right? Yeah. So I think that he's a little bit more versatile to okay. Lamar- than Amari Cooper at this point. He's also more available than Amari Cooper at this mm. point, which to me adds up to being yes, number one option, trusted option. But then you got to throw in Schultz. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah. throw in Schultz too. A security too. blanket. Who's, who's he more comfortable with at this point, Schultz or Amari Cooper? <laughs> I, like, I would say Schultz. Man. Like it's like I'm not saying that Schultz is better than Amari Cooper. Please, please don't. Yeah. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Schultz has been available. Schultz has turned into that Witten type of thing that Romo had yep. with uh, the connection that they had. When you look up and you say, man, if Dax in trouble, who's he looking for? Schultz is catching the ball. I was actually more nervous when I thought Schultz was going to be out of the game. Oh, <laughs> when he was yeah. on the ground? I was like, oh, was like, oh man, we, a- we yeah. in a- <laughs> trouble. It's going to be all CD, right? Uh, so, yeah, like, like I said, at the, at the end of the year, I think we will come back to these conversations mm-hmm. and say, man, I think CD Lamb outperformed uh, Amari Cooper. One, because he was available more, mm-hmm. and two, because he's a little bit more versatile. And then, shout out to Michael Gallup as well who we've all said that deep ball and those over the show, those fade routes, that's his specialty. Yeah, and is. if you're looking for a guy that you want to pay 10 to 12, 12 to 14, who can make those type of plays, you need to follow. You need well, to go well, cool, get Michael Gallo. Well, the Sutton got about 14, <laughs> or something. yeah. So, I, like, if you're looking at this guy play, when when he's able to be a number two and he has some type of help we he ain't getting double-teamed, mm-hmm. he can make some plays. Out. <laughs> so, shout-out to him. I, I saw on the Twitter where they said that, that – uh, what was it? KZ is missing a lot of tackles. I, 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 <laughs> do, do you believe? You believe he's, is, he, is, he, is he playing that bad? He's slipping a little yeah, bit?
1: Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. Cause KZ, you know, he, he had an interception last, or this last game. But if you look at the angles that this guy's taking out of the post, it, it's just not good. I mean, half of the time you would think, man, are they in cover zero? Like, where's the free safety at? But KZ, he's just making, he's just doing his he own thing roaming. back there, just roaming and reading. Reed. And, 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 and you ain't got the cache to be, to be, <laughs> reading out there. So, you know, I think they definitely gotta gotta hone in on his skills and make sure he's in the right op- or right position because there's been plays where look at that that um, the end of the game where Harris caught oh, the ball yes. like a punt return. Yes. You supposed to have somebody back there stopping <laughs> yes. everything. He took away everybody's angle, so I definitely think he needs to get better in his post safety skills, but. I'm right there with you on, on C.D. Lamb. I think he's he's risen above Amari Cooper. One, like you said, because of the availability. And two, they highlight this guy. They move him around the formation each and every play. He's not going to be just stagnant on the outside. He's not going to be just stagnant in the slot. They move him around, hit him with the post or post pre-snap motion. So it's hard for defenses to kind of focus in and get their best cover guy on him. I mean, look, how many times was Lattimore watching C.D. Lamb yesterday? He, he didn't have the opportunity because he, he was <laughs> moving him around. He was moving all over the place. So it's hard for defenses to pick up on him, so I think they're highlighting CeeDee Lamb, and I think that's what's giving him a, him the ability to kind of surplant um, Amari Cooper as that number one wide receiver. I mean, he, he's he's doing great things with the ball after the catch. He's running great routes, and even though some of his catches are contested, he's making them. Like
3: Malcolm, he, Malcolm Jenkins knows he's the number one receiver. Oh, my goodness. That, <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins knows. That,
1: oh, that, to me, that's, way, that's like your worst nightmare as a safety. When you're coming down— <laughs> This guy got half of the field, and it's just you and him one-on-one.
3: And, and, you, I, and you in the full-speed
1: sprint, sprint, right?
3: Yeah, you in the, it's, that's just hard. It's hard. It's hard. In, it's in hard. that hard situation, Jenkins, if I'm Jenkins, you got to just shoot your gun. Oh, you like, if, you,
1: if you don't, sh- if you just get shook and get like just stuck like that, it looks wh- off. Oh, I've, oh. I've been in that position. That's yeah, Same here. It's hard, so it's I've been there.
3: Just, <laughs> we, we, so we, we're not saying that we're going to be better at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have broken an ankle. At least he was able to finish the game. I would
1: have broke <laughs> my ankle out there. But you got to shoot your gun. Boy. he yeah. did he took his soul he did, he but, did. but
3: but here one thing I, I, I don't want to maybe I read too much into it but I, I can remember back when Dez Bryant started to become the number one guy mm-hmm. here before that he was returning punts he you was. Remember that? I do but last night okay in previous games we had seen CeeDee Lamb be back there uh, being a punt returner. yeah because said Wilson he, did, he had an injury I think right yeah did, yeah yeah but did you see who was returning punts last yesterday was it, was it uh, Trayvon Diggs? Trayvon Diggs was back so I'm there. Like, okay. Am I seeing this same type of pattern where I think Dez broke his ankle on uh, on punt return? And yeah. then Jerry was like, hey, ain't I no, no more. Ain't no more. <laughs> ain't no, no more. Mo. And then you start to look at what we had Mark Cooper being hurt, and you're like, okay, we need CD Lamb, so let's take him out on mm-hmm. punt return. Is, is that what we're seeing
1: here? He's starting to climb the charts, it. man. Okay. He's yes. starting to climb the charts. And rightfully so. The yes. man's balling out, and yesterday he had another fantastic game. So, hey. He's taking. The, he might be taking over that number one spot. But let's get into the NFC East real quick. We only got a couple minutes left here. Are you nervous or should this Cowboys team be slightly worried that Washington is starting to pick up their game? I think they won three straight. Their defense is starting to perform a little bit better. Taylor Heineke is out there doing some things here and there, but they do have a strong running game with Gibson and McKissick. Should the Cowboys be worried looking in their rearview mirror that maybe this Washington team has an opportunity to catch them in the rankings because we still got to play them twice. Cowboys have a two and a half game lead on the division. Should they be nervous?
3: If the Cowboys are smart, they—I they, I wouldn't say they should be worried, mm-hmm. but I think they should be aware. Okay, right? Just based off how you've performed since the bye week. I don't think been there's shaky. there's any gimmies, right? Even <laughs> last night, even last night wasn't a gimme. We scored yeah. seven on defense. We gave them the ball and they in our, in our own territory a couple mm-hmm. times, and we, was, we ended up with 27 points. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So we, we have. It's not like we've been blowing them out of the water. When when I made my picks and I said we're scoring 30, I looked at you. I said, "Oh, you don't think we're going to score 30 on the Saints?" And you were like, "Ah." <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could yeah. so when I look at the game last night I'm like you take off that 7 that's 20 mm-hmm. if we don't get those 4 turnovers then all of a sudden you don't know how we're going to be able to drive the ball like, into, look at the, the, the <laughs> turn and play when when uh, Parsons tipped the play and Curse got the pick if the Saints were to keep running the football they might have been in the end zone right there well listen and then also as much as we complained about the referees uh, the week before that crackback block that I forgot was, all about that. That, that was, was one of the worst
1: calls I've ever seen in my life. I thought they were saying, okay, he blocked him in the back. And I was like, ah, it still was a chip, uh, ticky-tack call, but whatever. But when they said that was a peelback, so you can't even pick up blitzes now? Like, how like, is that even? My
3: man's lined up on the other side of the formation. He has to get his read of a blitzing player. What is he supposed to do? Let him hit the quarterback? Like, that, to me, like, ugh, these refs but sometimes, that, man. That, that changed the momentum of the game, bro. Big time. Changed the momentum of the game. Big so, time. shout out. Shout Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the rest. And
1: also, you know, I love to give a shout out to Greg the Leg. You know, I call him hook him Left. You know, I give Greg the Leg a lot of a lot of flack on this show, but he stepped up. He stepped up yesterday. I think he was two for two from the field goals. He hit a fifty-plus yarder. I think he was three for three on his extra points. So he stepped up his game. So shout out to Zerline. You did, you did a little bit better. I appreciate you because I got you <laughs> for fantasy. So you did a little bit better for me. So I appreciate you. So good thing for him stepping up. But overall, it was a, a complete game by this Dallas. Cowboys team. Defensively, I think they, they played one of their best games offensively. Still a little bit of struggles, but we got time to pick it up. And look, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the show. It's 116 right now. Players Lounge. We're in the SWBC Studios. Once again, I'm here with the Ultimate Survivor. Make sure you check him out. Wednesdays at I want to say 7. p.m. 7 p.m. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Top six. Top
3: six. Top six right Top's now. It's getting, getting, getting down to the nitty gritty. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty. Only one more episode until the finale. Oh, so it's two episodes left finale is two
1: hours or something yes. like that right? gotta be long yes. Okay, alright so look you heard it here first my man is in the top six thanks to CB our wonderful producer back there always getting us right once again this is the Players Lounge brought to you by hotel.com we will see you on Monday we'll have Nui back in here No, oh, I'm glad I didn't listen to Nui to play Amari Cooper in my fantasy I would have been super sick about that so yeah Nui I ain't never taking your advice again when it comes to football but thank you for watching the uh, Players Lounge and we'll see you on Monday